Welcome. We hope you enjoy this recording from Christ City Church, based in Dublin, Ireland. For more podcasts and information on the church, please visit ChristCityChurch.ie. Thank you for listening. Okay, uh, it's time to uh, start a new series, which I'm very excited about, in the book of Colossians. Um, Becca's going to come and read, and the series is called Rooted in Christ. We'll be in here for uh, nine weeks, so uh, the reading will be on the screen. Or uh, do get your Bible. Over to you, Becca. Hi, I'm Becca, and I'm going to be reading Colossians 1, verses 1 to 14. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God, our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in our knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, and brought into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So I'll pray for Andrew before he speaks. Lord, I thank you that we can still gather online today to learn more about you. I pray for Andrew as he speaks to us and that you will watch over him. I pray that we will forget all the distractions around us while Andrew is preaching, and that we'll be able to concentrate and fully take in your word. In your name we pray, amen. I'll hand over to Andrew. Amen. Thank you, Becca. Hi, everyone, and a happy new year. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Andrew, and I'm a student intern here at CCC. Now, over the Christmas break, I was on a walk with my family near Loch Derg in County Clare, and we came across a number of pine tree- trees fallen on a forest walk. These trees had their roots in boggy, mossy soil, and as a result, when the winter storms came, they were knocked over. On a calm, sunny day, these trees looked good and firm, and you would assume they would be strong and sturdy. But when the winds and the hails came in winter, their true roots were revealed. Now, on the other hand, in a dare manor, a stone's throw from where I grew up, lies a Lebanon cedar which some experts believe to be over 300 years old. 
Now, this tree has seen the same storms, the same winds and rains for over three centuries. Yet it does not just remain standing, but it continues to grow to this day, grounded and nourished by the best of fertile Limerick soil. Well, 2020 has seen some storms and I'm sure we could go around the Zoom today and there'd be lots of highlights from the year, but also an awful lot of low points. 2020 has stripped away many of the comforts we'd come to see as almost guaranteed. And I think this has driven many important issues out of the woodwork and into plain sight. One of the standout issues that this pandemic has raised is about our roots. Modern society is said to be the most rootless society of all times. And studies show that we move between jobs and countries and sexual partners more so than we ever have before. And I've, I've known this and I've seen it clearly in my own life and with my own friends. It feels like the whole world is telling me to go travel for a few years, don't stay in Ireland, live in different countries, experience different cultures, don't just settle in one place. Experts in job coaching and in career guidance tell us that we should change employers every two to three years to maximize our salaries and to further our careers the best. My friends say to me, why commit to marriage when you're so young? Experiment, sleep around, move in with your boyfriend or girlfriend, live with them for a few years before you commit to anything permanent. Like that fallen tree, 2020 has exposed the importance of roots, of being local, of having a community, of having our hope and stability in something other than the next career move, the next trip abroad, the next romantic fling. So as we start 2021, it's good for us to ask the question, where are my roots? To help us consider this, we're going to be looking at a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote around AD 60 to a church in Colossae located in modern day Turkey. And we're going to do so for the next nine weeks. The church has been planted by Epaphras, a disciple of Paul, who brought the gospel to the city and a church had started to grow. And they had put their roots in Jesus and they were bearing good fruit. However, after starting so well, it seems that they were being tempted to find something else, something more to put their roots into. In chapter two, Paul tells us that, that they were on the verge of being deceived by fine sounding arguments in chapter two, verse four, and being taken captive through hollow and deceptive, deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition rather than on Christ. So Paul writes to this church to remind them that through the cross, they've been rooted in Christ once and for all. And that the key to growth in the Christian life is not to look elsewhere, but to look deeper into Jesus. In these opening verses, Paul shows the Colossians that, the prayer, that prayers of thanks and prayers for spiritual fruit deepen their roots in Christ. And that's what I'd love you to take away from the verses today. Prayers of thanks and prayers for spiritual fruit deepen our roots in Christ. Let me just pray quickly before we get stuck into the first 14 verses. Dear Lord, open our eyes, our ears, our minds and our hearts to what you have to say to us today. Amen. So how does Paul start this letter? Well, he starts it with a prayer of thanksgiving. Verse three says, we always thank God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, we always thank God. 
Paul repeatedly comes back to thankfulness as being a key characteristic that shows that your roots are in Christ. From this prayer, we see what is integral to thankfulness is the consistency, consistency of Paul's prayers for this community of believers in Colossae. We always thank God when we pray for you. What are you thankful for as a Christian? When are you not thankful? Why is this? It's so easy as we head into further lockdowns, further restrictions, after perhaps a frustrating Christmas to be like everyone else in our course or in our workplace, in our family, and complain and moan and whinge about life. And this is something I struggle with too. I love whinging and complaining and moaning. So please pray for my heart in this too. But Paul, writing from a prison cell, opens this letter thanking God. And verse four continues, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you had already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. How challenging is this to us where we so often look at what we don't have what others have or we look to the future next year when things will be so much better and we lack thankfulness in the present and when we do that we're not so different from the world it shows that maybe our roots aren't in christ so how can we grow our roots into christ how can we like that lebanon cedar stay firmly grounded keep praying prayers of thanksgiving Saying thanks shows that you are grateful for what someone else has done for you. The more we pray thanks, the more we will see what we have to be thankful for. Despite his current state, stuck in a prison where of course he doesn't want to be, Paul is thankful for the faith of the Colossians, for the fruit that they have bore. And he's also thanking God for the growth of the gospel and the fruit of all Christians scattered, out, scattered throughout the world. Paul wants us to see that that whether, you know, personally times are tough or times are great, God is still at work, growing his church, helping his people to bear fruit. And we can always thank him for that. Maybe if you have not already organized a prayer diary this year, where you jot down things that you are thankful for every day, build it into your day, like saying grace at mealtimes, ask God to help you to be consistent and intentional with your prayers of thanks. And here's a challenge to you that, that my girlfriend, Rebecca, gave to me. And maybe you could try it with me. Could you, every morning for when you rise and every evening as you go to bed, have your, your, your 10 fingers and thank God for 10 different things. So that would be 20 prayers of thanks a day. And if we did that for the 56 days that this series of Colossians will go on for in church, that would be 1,120 prayers each. And if 25 of us did it in church, That'd be 28,000 prayers of thanks. Why should you do this? Well, thankfulness is a skill. It's something that needs dedication, practice, intentionality. Having a structure or having a challenge can help us grow in this skill. We want to thank God more, but we need to work at it. This lockdown could be very, very tough on so many, but, I, but it shouldn't stop you. I don't want it to stop you. I don't want it to stop us from being thankful. 
Paul moves on to tell the Colossians about another prayer he and others continuously pray for this church so that they will not only be rooted in Christ, but that these roots will be deepened. What's Paul's prayer here? Well, look down at first at verse 10. So that the Colossians may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. That is what Paul is praying to God for. And he's asking God in verse 9 through the Holy Spirit to show these people in Colossae his will. Paul goes on to describe the four elements of a life that is worthy of and fully pleasing to the Lord. Bearing fruit, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened for endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks. So what do we mean by fruit, by bearing fruit? Well, Galatians chapter 5 tells us that the fruit of the Holy Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we desire to be rooted in Christ, he will help us grow in these traits. Now, trees produce fruit on a seasonal basis, not the whole year round. And maybe you read that list above from Galatians and you feel like, well, I'm not really bearing much fruit at all in this season. Well, in John chapter 15, Jesus tells us, and as Anto mentioned earlier today, that he is the true vine and God is the gardener. He prunes every branch that does bear fruit so that it will bear even more fruit. Pruning involves removing the dead and the undesired parts of a plant so that all its energy goes into bearing good fruit. And I wonder, have you felt this pruning this year? Have you felt anxious about all the uncertainty going on at the moment? Well, maybe God is pruning you to have peace, knowing that he has a plan for your good, even when you cannot see it. Are you frustrated with these new restrictions? Well, maybe God is pruning you to grow in patience, to be joyful in all circumstances, to be self-controlled with your criticism of others and of the government. Has the pandemic forced you to spend more time at home with awkward housemates or awkward family members? Maybe God is pruning you so that you may grow in your kindness and in your goodness towards others. Jesus goes on to tell us that no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. How do we remain in Jesus? Well, we keep coming to him day after day in prayer, in Bible reading, in thanksgiving, in worship. He will grow us. He will prune us and he will help us bear fruit. Paul here affirms that where we place our roots will be shown by the fruit we bear, and that whether we're in season or not, we ought to keep praying to God to help us to bear fruit. Secondly, we have growing in the knowledge of God, and this can be also translated as growing by the knowledge of God. Understanding God, what pleases him, what displeases him, what his will is what his will isn't these yeah it's not always an easy task it can be quite tricky but, but that is exactly why paul is asking god for it prayer bible reading time spent in community with his church like we're doing here today these are ways we can gain a deeper knowledge of god and deepen our roots again like thankfulness growing in the knowledge of god is a skill that requires time and dedication in order to see growth Maybe your New Year's resolution could be to join a city group, city group Sunday coming up, or a life group to learn more about Christ, more about discipleship. Maybe you could etch out 15 minutes 
of your morning routine to read and reflect on a psalm. Maybe you would like to read some books and learn more about God, to know him more. And here at CCC, we can recommend loads of great books to help with that. Whatever you decide, pray to God, ask him to help you to do it. Then this deeper knowledge enables the bearing of fruit, but it also leads to being strength to being strengthened with all power so that we may have great endurance and patience. The same glorious power that raised Christ from the dead also strengthens Christians so that we might have both endurance and patience in difficult times and circumstances. What fitting and timely words for the world we live in today. This idea is typical of Paul's prayers throughout the New Testament, which have very little to do with changing, you know, what's actually happening at the moment, but a lot to do with the internal spiritual heart change. If we are rooted in Christ, then we can draw on this glorious might and power, no matter the situation, whether it's good or bad. When you're separated from loved ones this year, you are strengthened with all power so that you might have great endurance and patience. When you cannot attend a wedding or a funeral, you are strengthened with all power so that you might have great endurance and patience. When facing into months more of social isolation and loneliness, you are strengthened with all power so that you might have great endurance and patience. And the fourth way in which Christians can lead a life that is pleasing to God is by giving joyful thanks to him, despite external circumstances. Paul, as I said before, sitting in a prison in Rome after a life of persecution, of shipwrecks, rejection, even attempts at his life. But he still has so much to thank God for that it overflows into all his letters in the New Testament. As we mentioned earlier, an abundance of thanksgiving shows deep and strong roots in Christ in whom we owe everything, every breath, every hour of every day, every beautiful sunrise like there was this morning and every sunset, it is all a gift. Now you might be thinking, well, wait a minute, this all sounds good and I want this kind of life. I want this fruitfulness and thankfulness during these tough days. I wanna flourish like Paul did when he was in prison, but, but how do I do it? Well, look at where Paul goes next. Ultimately, We've so much to be thankful for because of the cross. As verse 12 tells us, we now have been qualified to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light, not by anything we've done, but because of what Christ has done on the cross. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Like so much of the world, we were stumbling around in the, in the dominion of darkness, placing our roots in all the wrong places. But God has brought us into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of Christ. As wonderful of, as the news of all these new COVID vaccines is, it only del de delays the inevitable. But the cross defeats death permanently. The more we're able to enjoy and appreciate our salvation like Paul does, the more joyful and fruitful we will be. Some of the Colossians may have been worried by the number of heresies flying around the church at the time of this letter, that despite what Jesus did on the cross, they were still in the darkness and they needed to do something extra, something else to get themselves into the light. Well, this could not be further from the truth. 
Paul assures them of this. And maybe you're not a Christian here today, and, and maybe it's a chance to assess where you've placed your roots. Are they in temporary things on earth, which, which may be good in and of themselves, but they're not permanent? What is stopping you from placing them in Christianity? What's stopping you placing your roots at the foot of the cross? Please reach out to us, and, and we'd love to chat to you. So in conclusion, in many ways, we are not too dissimilar to the church in Colossae that Epaphras planted. We're at a similar age and a similar stage, so we should pay careful attention to the dangers of looking anywhere else than to Christ for our nourishment and our fullness. We've started well, praise God, and now we need to continue and to go deeper. Paul's opening to this letter shows that consistent and continual prayers of thanks and prayers for spiritual fruit deepens our root in Christ. That is the key takeaway from these verses. Consistent and continual prayers of thanks and prayers for spiritual fruit deepen our roots in Christ. Paul shows us that praying to God for his Holy Spirit to fill us with the knowledge of God's will enables us to live lives worthy and pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power so that we might have endurance and patience and, and always giving joyful thanks to God in any situation. On a personal level, these weeks, these months, the year of 2021 may be great or, or may be terrible in, in worldly terms. Your plans and your hopes and your dreams may or may not come true, but being rooted in Christ prepares us and equips us for both. In Christ, whether in sunshines or storms, we become the strong 300-year-old Lebanon cedar. If we put our roots anywhere else, we will end up the fallen, rotten, flaky pine. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for another year. Thank you for bringing us here today. Thank you for, yeah, thank you for everything, Lord. Thank you for your, for your son. Thank you for the cross, Lord. Help us start 2021, a, a tough year for, for many people. Yeah, may, may it start with thanks. Lord, I pray that we thank you every day. We thank you every morning and every evening, Lord. Help us keep asking you to, to yeah, for wisdom, for for strength, for endurance, for patience, for, for those fruit of the Spirit, Lord. Help us cling to you. Help us not to put our roots elsewhere. Help us to put our roots in you and to, and to grow those roots and to deepen, deepen those roots. Lord, help us to discern what you want us to do this year. Please, please speak to us through the rest of this letter to the Colossians, Lord. And maybe, yeah, yeah, really take on board what you have to say to us. Thank you, Lord. Amen.